This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A very good morning, good afternoon or good evening, wherever you might be right now, and welcome to the greatest escape in Premier League history. This is Owen Barmarek in here, a massive pleasure to have you along, and I'm joined in the studio by a panel of very special guests. First of all, in the shape of former City striker Alan Young. Good afternoon, Alan, how are you? Good afternoon, Owen. I'm absolutely fine, looking forward to this. Mm, as we are. Also in the studio is fellow broadcast journalist at Hermitage FM, Mr. John Sinclair. Hello, John. How are you doing? Yeah, good afternoon. Yes, um, very good or good evening or good morning, whichever it is. But yeah, happy to be here with Alan, of course. And last but not least, we have the chief editor of 100% LCFC, without whom none of this would be possible. Good afternoon, Phil Holloway. Hi, Owen. Nice to be here. It certainly is. So what a panel we've got lined up for you for this very special greatest escape. And uh, we're also going to be going through every little bit of last season that we've got all the talking points ready for you that are going to be filled with both tears and laughter. So then, gentlemen, where should we start? Where should we start with uh, this greatest escape? Well, let's start at the beginning, Alan, shall we? Always a good so. place to start, isn't Always it? Always really? a good place to start. Uh, and before you go anywhere, yeah. can I just clear something you're gonna crack up? It, you're going right? to clack. These... Have a listen to this. Right? And what are they? Are clackers. 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 Not crackers. Not, that's a clapper. A clapper, right? Yeah, yeah that's that a... is a clacker. And it's they... a clapper. It's a clacker. It's a clapper. No. It's it not, is. Well, it's well, a we'll get to hey, Listen, listen. Clack. Okay. I think we've agreed Clap. that's a clacker. Yes, right. I would personally say it was a yeah. clapper. Well, not I'm just worried. You. I'm just worried you're going to hit me with it. So <laughs> I'm just going to say it's a clacker. No. But obviously, uh, promotion uh, to the Premiership, and um, let's, let's start at the beginning of the season, shall we? Because obviously, you know, um, Nigel Pearson spent a little bit of money. Uh, probably some fans may have thought he could have spent a bit more money. Um, so how do you think they settled in? Right at the you look back to the beginning. How would you kind of evaluate how it started for them? Do you know, John, I, I, think, I think, you know, you want to start at the beginning of the season, but I think you start at the end of the season, really, because 
when we when we were in the championship and we played Watford remember the Watford yeah, yeah, game away yeah, from yeah. home now that was to get in the playoffs to get in the premiership and we didn't make it and to be quite frank we weren't ready we, we, we wouldn't have done anything we'd been signing new players young Anthony Nyoka was just fresh in the team Jeffrey Schlup had been in, in, you know brought in and stuff like that so I honestly don't think we were ready um, a blessing in disguise then you think no, no well in, in a way but I think then we didn't know enough about the championship mm. I remember Jeffrey Schlup away at Wolves and Ebanks Blake absolutely smashed him and we didn't see Jeffrey for about 20 games. So he learned. Then the group all had a pre-season together and they knew all about the championship now. They knew how to win games. They knew how to play different ways, different systems, different players to get wins, to get a, a draw away from home and a Tuesday night, you know, in the pouring rain and whatever. So we learned about the championship and then we stormed it. Absolutely then we absolutely hammered it. it. Yeah. Right? So, the players learned about the championship, smashed it. And I said at the start of the season, mm. it's going to be, it's, I think our survival will depend on how quickly the players adapt to the Premiership. And it took a wee bit longer. Okay, at the start, results were pretty good. Big win over Man U, for example. Who can forget that? <laughs> but it took us a wee bit too long to find different ways to get results, to go to your Newcastles away, to go to your Arsenals away and places like that and try and get results. And I think it took the players just a wee bit lot too long before they said, hey, we know all about the Premiership now. And I think that's when they went on the run. At the end of the season, starting again, I think West Ham at home, it all started. And I think that was a big reason because the players learned about the Premiership but it's if amazing they learned it? about the Premiership a wee bit earlier yeah but um, about Christmas it's, time it's amazing we might have it, been in Europe well well, okay but it's amazing how it all came together you know we get to April you get you get to April and then suddenly you find your feet it's taken a long time but yeah. they were never outplayed in games they weren't thrashed in any games were they no but we didn't win enough games no you know and, 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 and it was how to win games yes we could play well I mean, there's, there's some stats come out on, on, on certain games. Oh, they had 80% possession. They could beat 1-0. What's the point in having 80% possession? I'd rather have 20% possession and get the goal and get a win. But we, we, we weren't sure about that. We weren't clever enough and, and, and knowledgeable enough. And I think we were maybe in a wee bit of awe of your Arsenals and your Man United's and your Chelsea's and all them. But I think... When the players finally learned about it, and that's why I'm so optimistic about next season. Alan, well, Le- uh, Leicester City, the only team, uh, well, one of the only teams, I think it's uh, Leicester City, who haven't lost by more than a margin of two goals all season. Now, that, that isn't, that's an incredible feat, really, isn't it? It is, and, and I'm, not denying, I'm not denying you when you say that we played great football. We did. I remember Aston Villa at home, I quote that one, because that could have been seven or eight. Hmm. And whether it ended up, nil nil. You know, it was the best nil-nil I think I've ever seen in my life. And we played some fantastic football, but we got nothing for it. So what's the point? What's the point in playing all that great football and getting nothing for it? We learned. We learned at the end. And we learned how to put teams to the sword, and we did it. 
I remember really you. Amazing. I remember you putting something online about your prediction at some point of what how you think Leicester might finish mm. towards the end of the season, which mm. came pretty well, pretty true, didn't it? Really. Well, I, I wonder, Phil, bringing you in, what you thought before April, going into that last month. What were your feelings then? Do you remember? Well, I remember chatting with Alan back in March, and even though we were at the bottom and slightly being cut adrift, we were still very positive because of how. We had been playing well all season, to an extent, but it just needed a catalyst, something to happen to kickstart that last 10 or 11 games into something. I mean, we said back in August that the, the run-in, the 10 games at the end, were all what we classed as winnable games, so that's a lot of points right at the end. We won't, won't be so lucky another season to have a nice, a gentle run-in like that. Other teams had big matches to play, Man United's, Man City's, Chelsea's. Our last 10 games, apart from that rearranged Chelsea match, but it's, no game's easy, but they were certainly winnable matches. So. West, West Ham United, West Brom, Swansea, Burnley, Newcastle, Southampton, Sunderland and QPR, the games in April and May, other than that rearranged Chelsea game. So, like, like you did say, it's all, they're, they're, all those are very winnable games. I mean, if we, I was going to say, if we take it back to the start of the season, as a fan, the, the first games we thought were going to be a, a real nightmare. Arsenal, Everton yeah, being in the first yeah. couple, Chelsea away. But we seem to, Alan, we seem to enter into the season with that real vim and vigour carried on from the Championship. And we were all guns blazing in those first games. I, th- I don't think Leicester, uh, many teams in the Premier League knew what to do with Leicester City. They were this new team. Um, the, there was a, a, probably a large percentage of the teams in the Premier League didn't know what to do with them. And when you, when you look at Jamie Vardy, no one can handle him now, even after a season. So they weren't going to ever be able to know what to do with him at the start of the season, were they? Uh, yeah, I, I, I understand that one But I tell you what, if you remember the games And you go back to the home games Straight from a kickoff, Whether the, the, the opposition had kick-off or, or whatever You watched, or I watched The opposition hardly ventured out of their own half It was like they were taking 10-15 minutes to have a look at us Alright, they'd have done all the research And they'd have looked at videos, etc and they knew about individual players and and um, and how where the danger is going to come from, but that can change in the first five ten minutes of a match. And the teams that came to the KP, they had to look at us for 10, 15 minutes. They weren't bothered about going to try and go and score a goal. They wanted to see if we lined up the way that they thought with the same personnel, etc. And then once they had sorted that out, any dangers. Then they started to play a bit and come and attack us. I've got three three other things to ask you about there, really. The difference, perhaps, between the beginning and the end of the season. The atmosphere in the ground, because that obviously became a key thing in, in the month of April. The formation change with the three centre-backs seemed to be a key change. And obviously the introduction of a Robert Huth in there as well. So they're kind of three things that... For me, kind of merged together to, to bring about a change. Is, is that something? You well, I think you're, I think you're quite accurate there, John. For once in your life. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, you're right. I, I I would specifically say the back three. Yeah. I mean, I've mentioned before about playing a back three. You might want to play a back three away from home or a back three with the wing, wing backs dropping back in to make a five. But the introduction of Robert Huth, terrific. And Vasilevsky's come back to his old self a bit. I thought he was, he can be a wee bit rash sometimes, but you see, he's learned. I mean, he's a Polish international, 60-odd caps, I believe. Uh, but he was a wee bit of a liability at times, some of his reckless challenges. But he's him and Wes 
and Robert Huth have been warriors. Unbelievable performances for the three of them. And you can see the belief and you can see what Robert Huth's brought into the to the club. And we've got to sign him, by the way. Him and that other chap plays midfield somewhere. <laughs> and uh, no, but, but I think that, that was that was one of the greatest moves for the manager to go to three, to release a couple of extra players wide and Albrighton and, and Jeff Sloop, and then still to be able to play two up front. I think that was maybe the difference, but for me, the back three, outstanding. Did that show that Nigel Pearson in the earlier part of the season, that he was, obviously he was learning, I don't want to call him naive because he's learning, but he was very much playing that 4-4-2. I mean, in the top division in the country, and most European teams don't play a 4-4-2, it just doesn't, in the modern day football, it doesn't seem to flow and work as well. So did it take him a few matches to, to suss that out, or did he not have the players... Who could play it? Well, I think he he had the players obviously that could play it because they they, they came onto that. Oh, but without Huth, I mean, do you oh, think no, Liam Moore and was well, possibly not, not. possibly not enough and to play the three? Yeah, maybe he, he didn't have enough centre halves. Yeah, pure centre halves. Do you think he realised um, that he I needed to switch and he thought I need I, I need think a so. quality? But, but quality. There's, there's more than that. I mean, who like? Um, Cambiasso in midfield will come on to it, I yeah. expect. Yeah, yeah I'm sure yeah. in a bit. But um, the, the the way that he played two up front and Mark O'Brien, that was a contentious issue as well. Everybody was crying out for him to play and probably quite rightly so. Um, but they, you see, it's all about this learning thing again. Uh, all the, I've said systems. Systems are systems. You know, I mean... It's not really about that. It's about players and how do you adapt to it. And obviously the players did adapt to it. And who would have seen playing Mares just in behind the two strikers? And I think that that is another one that teams never expected. Just go and play behind the strikers, beyond the strikers. You don't have to come back and defend, but you will have to do some defensive work. For example, if Mark Albrighton's caught further forward than him, he'd have to fill in but that's another master stroke for me to to put to, to stick the lad there and just say go and play and boy did he take it did he do it scored a few goals set a few up and it was always a danger it's quite frustrating to watch at times Moretz though aye he, is. he does I, some I would brilliant think stuff a, then gives the ball away I think he'd be a nightmare to play with I think you've, <laughs> I, think you've, I think you've got to put up with that do you think, yeah? Aye, and, and I think you never see many of the lads, you know, like, God, oh, jeez, he's giving that away again, you know, that kind of thing on the pitch, because you knew he was going to bring a wee bit of brilliance. Yeah, it's kind, it kind of goal. seen that in training, maybe, anyway. So well, like, absolutely. And I think there's maybe a role that Anthony Njokar yeah. would have quite yeah. loved yeah, as well. Indeed. The missing you know, man. Yeah. Aye, the missing man, but. Um, I mean, Marez, I think it was against Southampton, he, he cut in from um, the right hand side where he was playing. He cut in, he beat one player, he beat another player, and we're saying, for God's sake, just it. pass it. No, we're saying pass it. Because oh, right. he wasn't in front of goal, and he, he took another player on it. It was like, oh, what, are you greedy, so-and-so. And then he, he launched it from the edge of the area, and we went, brilliant. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's greedy. I think it's, he is playing the situation as he sees it. He's been told to play like that. Yeah, but no, no, he's not told to play anyway. He's well, told yeah, to I mean, play, go and play, go there and play. You didn't tell him how to play. Nigel couldn't tell Marius how to play, for goodness sake. <laughs> 
He's just a big, think, stupid centre-half. Do you think he's unleashed him and just said, go? <laughs> hey, oh, hey, absolutely. Lesser, lesser the abuse of centre-halves. Not sure about the stupid, but hey. <laughs> uh, let's have a, a quick look through August, could we? Because we're yes. kind of reviewing the season. Uh, so a draw with Everton, uh, a loss at, uh, away to Chelsea. Out of the and cap- a good performance uh, at Chelsea. Yeah, we'll go back to that. Um, out of the Capital One Cup to Shrewsbury, and then a draw with Arsenal. So you picked up a couple of points in the, in the first month. Let's, before we talk about the league, let's t- talk about the Cup, because... You know, the home to shows be 8,000 there and they lose by a goal. That's very of the is season. It, You're probably thinking... Not bothered come spring Not bothered or, is or, a very or, or does it matter or not? Well, I think every game matters. And uh, Nigel made a host of changes for that Shrewsbury match. And I think he put his lad in, didn't he, James? I think James played that night. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. And uh, obviously you want, to, you want to win the game. And uh, you, you all feel a wee bit flat. Everybody expects you to win the game, but did it, you don't want anything to get in your way. It was going to be hard enough in the Premier League without getting injuries, getting people sent off, you know, stuff like that. Players, you know, missing games through suspension. So you, you have to sort of balance that out with how seriously do we treat the cup? Me personally, I think the two of them go hand in hand. I think you've. If you're on a cup run, I think it helps your league form as well. But um, it's strange. This is the first time I think anybody spoke to me about the Shrewsbury game at home. I thought Shrewsbury played very well. I thought on the on the night they were a fantastic outfit. The, the free kick was uh, oh, a they very were good hardly free kick. fantastic. I mean, they're third <laughs> bloody division. Or they, they still they, no, they, they, <laughs> saying, have we got a third, got a third division have we Shrewsbury they, they won the league second, Shrewsbury the old they won the league Shrewsbury they won the league right. they won league Shrewsbury. two they were a good outfit on that night yeah but they weren't they fantastic on that night compared to the Leicester well, City remember, no, they, they, were, were. they were better than us well I remember yeah. being surprised they got knocked out by Shrewsbury thinking in the old days in the league cup Leicester got a good tradition in the league yeah, cup I mean, and I, want, I wanted personally to see them go on but they, they, it didn't happen they picked up a couple of points though in the in the in the big league the Premier League draw with Everton and I think the draw with Arsenal would have given them a, a, a big boost wouldn't it I think well? we were a wee bit unlucky in that Arsenal game really yeah I thought I thought we were good enough to win it Jamie yeah. Vardy had that chance at the uh, end didn't he that yeah. Uh, was just yeah, I remember that, yeah, yeah 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 but overall you, you thought well Arsenal they're one of the top teams they've got some fantastic players but there's just something not quite right with Arsenal no, for were, me they were never around and, and you thought Ozil and uh, I mean Sanchez looked superb he was one of the you know a real great player to see down at the Kimpao which has been top part player. of the treats he was, yeah. but there was a lot of them uh, Mertesacker looked you know decidedly dodgy at the back and who was their striker up front was it Senna Gogo or somebody yes yeah, yeah, Senna Gogo he was chronic <laughs> I think they shipped him out haven't they mm. yeah he, he wasn't the best but you know I expected more from Arsenal um, I was looking forward to seeing their players and stuff but I was a wee bit I was left a wee bit disappointed that we only drew yeah I remember that they soldiered on to third though didn't they in the league in the end so Wenger did his usual but I think it just showed then I I think if the players had realised then hey we've just had a one-all draw we're one of the top teams in the the premiership and they've won the premiership etc etc and maybe I don't think maybe the lads gave themselves enough credit you know, so to sort of move, oh, we can we can compete with these, we can beat these. I don't think that initially kicked in. I think Premiership will we win rather than we will win. Yeah, you're in the big league and it's a change, isn't it? Really? You're, uh, Maybe sometimes you played the name. 
Yeah, well, I think it's Arsenal, the Everton, the game in, including the cup, you're still settling into to maybe the style of football you've got to play. Liam, well. Liam Moore came up with a great quote in that summer that uh, just said uh, something on the lines of they're just names on the back of the shirt, which sort of epitomised the way that Leicester City looked like they wanted to, to enter the season, really. But is, is, is that a case? Did you see that as a player, Alan, when you played against um, the uh, the top teams that they were just names on the back of the shirt but you they never had names on the back of the shirt <laughs> <laughs> but point. no I, I, take, I take your point um, and, and Liam has got a great point there as well but I don't think it happened I think mm. the players were still in a wee bit of awe of these big hitters that were coming along you know and, and as I say wondering if they're going to get anything out of the game instead of going out and thinking how much we're we going to win by OK you go into September you have a draw with Arsenal you go to Stoke and you get a good win, win, win a good win good win there that Great kind win. of like puts you on the front foot again doesn't it and isn't it interesting that Ben Hamer made his debut yeah in that game and had an absolute stormer that's right and a fantastic especially yeah. at the end of the game yeah where he made those that double save and, and, and mm. kept their 1-0 win and it was fantastic that but then he got dropped or I don't like to say dropped he got left out yeah which was very surprising when Twin Casper got yeah, fit the, again yeah because the goalkeeping <coughs> the goalkeeping kind of position over the season has been an interesting one as well hasn't it given the, the Schmeichel injury for so long yeah it'll be, it'll be interesting to look at the stats with, with the goalkeepers I, mean, I think Ben's got 100% record doesn't he yeah. played 1-1-1 he, know, he played a few, on. didn't he? He played a few played back a few. around yeah. uh, Christmas time. I mean, Casper, the first few games, Casper played well, but looked a little bit nervous from where we were watching him. But yeah. when he got injured with his foot, which seemed to keep him out for ages, and yeah. there was very, it was almost shrouded in mystery as to why mm. he wasn't playing or anything. It almost, when he came back towards the back end of the season, it felt like he was like Robocop or something, as though they'd installed a new software updated him because he came back and really <laughs> he was he was like a different player again Casper I thought for the last run in well definitely the mentally. last part of the season Phil definitely the last part of the season although I don't think if you look back he never had a great deal to do uh, I think that's well, down to the back games, three so, yeah, a couple of good saves and some of yeah like doing his job John yeah but not 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 the intensity of games no. not being in, in the game all the time not having to come you don't want to be in the game not, all the time that's what I'm trying to say that's what I'm making my point <laughs> gee man, but he, you. he did like all best yeah, keepers well, do he did no, what he, he had did, to do yeah but he? at the end of the season he had far less to do yes. than yeah. he did in yeah. the first part of the you season got to, okay. you got right. to run. okay Dear me. The last, the, last, the last 10 games of the season... We Leicester, drive your ambulance. <laughs> Sorry, Phil. I was going to say, the last 10 games of the season, you've got to remember Leicester were one of the top form teams in Europe. Yes. Not just the Premier League, so Casper was basically playing for one of the top European sides for the last 10 I games. I love that comment. And Sorry, then, I, I well, love it. I love it when people say that. And then like De Gea and some of the top keepers, he simply had to come out and when he was needed, he did his job. Yeah. The goalkeeping situation, um, by the way, Kasper Schmeichel made 24 appearances uh, for the 2014-15 season, 78 saves. Uh, ben Hamer, 10 appearances, 24 saves. And Mark Schwarzer, 8 appearances, 34 saves. Schwarzer, let's talk about Schwarzer. Good signing. You think so? Aye. Good signing. Do you think everybody was? Everybody was what? A good signing? Yeah. 500 over no I think there's, there's, there's plenty of people said that no why but Mark Swartz has got a wealth of experience mm. and I think uh, was it down at Spurs I think that was one of his best games yeah. that he had 
But but experienced keeper. Would, would, would Ben Hamer would would he have been enough for the for the Premiership for twenty thirty games? I'm not so sure. But Mark Swasher, look at the three goalkeepers now. Casper's obviously first choice. Yeah. Ben Hamer, very very good goalkeeper. I loved him when he was at uh, Charlton as well. And Mark Swasher, all vying. And and it wouldn't disturb me at all if any one of those three played in goals for us. I would think Schwarzer is is coaching the two younger keepers. I would assume that's why Pearson's brought him in, part of his yeah, old yeah, guard, yeah. to t- pass on the knowledge. And I would think that's perfect way of managing a team by having players as leaders in different departments around, as Huth has done. And yeah, I but we we'll have a goalkeeping coach, don't we? Well, Conrad Conrad Logan, isn't it? As a con- keeping coach, or I, I think I, mean, I think he does work as as a sort yeah. of coach on on the sidelines. But like you said, that very interesting point about the captain, sort of in each department. You've got you've got uh, Mark Schwarzer in the goalkeeping. You've got um, Huth in defence, Cambiasso in the midfield, and more than likely Kevin Phillips was a, yeah. it was the attacking coach. Um, so you've got you've got sort of a coach in all areas, in, in all senses, and uh, three of those happen could be on the pitch at one time. Okay. I suppose this is a question that will be asked in the future. Where were you when Leicester beat Man United 5-3? Or where were you standing? Or where were you sitting? Where were you watching? Because that was just an extraordinary day, Alan. It was crazy. Incredible. Amazing. It was wonderful. Um, I was sat in the West End, John. I was sat in a pub not too far away from the ground. Well, you really? Go the ground. I was watching it on TV. But I was with a big Leicester fan because his kids were... Kids had got two tickets and they were sitting in the, in the, East, uh, in the East End, I think. Right. So he, I think we were what two one down or something at some point, and he was like mm, drinking his beer. And then I never seen the guy jump so high in the sky towards the end of that game. Well, and it was were, quite incredible. It's a Leicester City pub. People were coming in the pub after, so it was just amazing just to watch it from that position. But what a day that was! Well, it was fantastic, and the atmosphere was great. And I don't think anybody expected that result at no, all. No. Um, but as the game panned out, once again, you're talking about Jamie Vardy. You know, he's non-stop running, he's closing defenders down, just being an absolute pest. Won the penalty. And what a finish that was for the oh, fourth. If you, had to take one, if you had to take one particular memory from that game, what would it be then? I'll come to you, Phil, on that. One particular well. memory? Yeah. It's something that stands out in that game. There's so many good things that happened. I know, probably a bit unfair to ask for that. But. I think, I think the, the, the biggest memory is driving under the underpass, banging my horn like a loony. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I know others. that feeling. Yeah, Has yeah, anybody yeah. done that? Oh, yeah. It's fabulous. Oh, yeah, it's great. You know, when I first heard that, I thought, what's going on here? Yeah. It's like a, the Italian job or something. Yeah. It's like somewhere right. in Paris or Rome. And the resonance you get from me. Oh, it's, the it's crazy, it's but it's wonderful. But from the game, what, what, what was the the moment for you, do you think? I mean, it was a good goal from. Uh, the Man United player as well, wasn't there? The, the chip Di, Di Maria did yeah. sublime. Yeah, I, I don't even know how you do that sort of thing. Just put your foot under it and scoop it as you're running at, at a good speed. With the, especially with the ball running away from you. I think it's it, a difficult technique. It finished third or fourth in the match of the day, yeah, did, uh, yeah, goal yeah, of the right. season, right. so it was that good. But I just think, I, I would probably say the overall performance of Jamie Vardy. Yeah. He, he has gone back to, are you, do you look at players' names on the back of his shirt? He's not bothered, he's backside. He doesn't care whose name's on the back of a shirt or anything. I'm Jamie Vardy. I'm going to make your life well, hell. He's now, uh, now in the England squad, of course. So. Yeah, but I'm Jamie Vardy, if you let me finish. Yeah, go on. Right. <laughs> I'm Jamie Vardy. I'm no, going to make not. your life hell. 
Yeah. I'm going to run, I'm going to kick, I'm going to jump, I'm going to challenge, I'm going to score goals, I'm going to make an absolute pest of myself and you're going to have to put up with me. And you looked at some of the defenders over the season, especially the Man United defenders, they're thinking, what the hell is this? What's going on? This shouldn't have happened to us. Who is this little upstart? You know, mm. but I think the overall performance of James. Okay, let's Martin. go to the other lads about your moments of the game, Phil. I think that game, this season, I'll go with my two teenage lads, and this t- they've learnt a motto, an old Leicester motto, that's come back to light for two reasons. Foxes never quit, and they've learnt that through the greatest escape, but they learnt that at the Man United game as well. Because the, being younger lads and not seeing Leicester have this sort of fighting spirit all the time. They've seen us in League One and yeah. Championship. They've watched some pretty dross Leicester City in their 10 years of supporting. So at the Man United game, when you're 3-1 down, they're sat there. And I remember old times when Youngie was playing and more recently under Martin O'Neill that Foxes don't quit and that and the fans shouldn't quit. They were sat there a bit quiet. We're losing 3-1 to Man U. And then when, when we had that fight back, jumping around with them at, at 3 all and then 4-3 and Cambiasso scoring and Vardy... You know, their, their mental memories as a fan, whether you're there with friends or family sure. or people you don't know. We were jumping around with people we yeah. didn't know when yeah. we went to 4-3. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you're there Everybody with. Everybody comes together really well. But it? Yeah. It, it, was, yeah. it was the start of the Foxes never quit. For a younger generation who haven't seen it, I mean, Owen, you you know, you weren't there in the late no. 80s and 90s and early no. 80s. That, that real mentality. You, you, again, have watched some real crap Leicester yeah. performances. Mm. You know where we got relegated down to League One. I know that was an awful day. <laughs> as as a uh, as an eleven year old or whatever I was at the time, you want to try it when you're a player, and you oh, get relegated. I can imagine. I can imagine. So worst 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 feeling in the world. Awful. awful yeah, but I have to say that because I covered the League One campaign, and they they went out there and they did the business, got straight back, and not a, some clubs that get relegated that doesn't happen they end up going down again or so we've seen besides yeah. Queen's but, Park Rangers yeah, yeah, that sort way. of thing so, they are going to struggle yeah. they are awful there's a whole generation of people of Leicester fans who've, who really have suffered 10 years since we were last in the Premier League a pretty average the last couple of years were good and exciting but there was 5 or 6 seasons after we got relegated from the Premier League last time around yeah, yeah. that the kids have had to suffer and think what you know what well, is it dad why yeah, I've had also, dad why are you taking down the football financial problems hit the club and lots of yeah. things happen. I think it's down to expectation but they only everybody need has to... that at the start of the season everybody has a you know like a desire a will an excitement if you like you know um, and as I say the further you go and the higher you go the expectation gets even bigger but I must say overall that our supporters I mean I've been away with them for three or four seasons and I know what they're like away they're, they're unbelievable but the last few games at home with these things the clackers they called again the clackers the clackers <laughs> it made it, it made for an yeah. unbelievable atmosphere and and just people who would normally just sit and maybe clap a little bit they had that thing and they were doing it plenty you know and it, it created a fantastic atmosphere and Believe me or believe me not, that makes a huge difference. That transfers onto the pitch. When you hear your supporters, especially when they start singing your name, you know, and shouting for you and all that kind of stuff, it just wants you to, makes you want to run a wee bit harder, jump a wee bit higher, tackle a wee bit stronger, you know. 
and it's and it's a fantastic thing. So well done, the supporters. And um, a big part. In, in and I remember um, when match of the day started that evening that uh, Gary's not involved because it was a Sunday night, wasn't it? And they, they they started the program by saying Gary's been on the phone to say there's only one match you can start with tonight, and uh, he must have enjoyed the season as well. Your old buddy, of course. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think he enjoyed it, but he, he has to be watch what he watch what he's saying because Nigel, you know, he's, Nigel's a tough boy. Nigel, Nigel's a big boy, and so uh, Gary was a wee bit remiss with one thing, things that he said about Nigel, but Nigel came back with a great repost which was uh, at least I pay my tax bills because <laughs> <laughs> Gary was in a wee bit of a, a thing about, about tax and that and he was in the newspaper so, yeah 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 so he got know, one back on him yeah he? he said yeah. that now he said making a mountain out of a molehill or a molehill out of a mountain the three fountains like of uh, knowledge I think he was uh, over yeah, yeah, to them yeah the fountains but, of knowledge but then uh, okay well, well we'll come back just to that. back to the Man United game that when the scoreboard showed that 5-3 yeah. scoreline I think that was one of the most tweeted about pictures. Oh, yes, it yes, went yes, absolutely yes. everywhere, yeah. all around the world. Yeah. yeah. All around the world. We put Leicester on the map, didn't it? I remember yeah. my wife went on holiday for a few days after that and she went to uh, Milan. And suddenly she said, she walked in there and they were chatting and everybody was like, Leicester City. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Cambiasso, they've just beaten Man U 5 3. It, I think that, I don't think Cambiasso people realise how much. It, yeah. yeah, he scored a goal. Oh, of course, he scored a goal. Yeah, you I mentioned it. I don't think people realise that beating five Man U five three <laughs> was sort of worldwide news. Yeah. Mm. Well, it, it always is when Manchester United are like well, such a massive club. I mean, yeah. when they get beat, when they get five stop past them, Lumen, eh, you know, matter, everybody goes what? I mean, to be fair to you know to, to Man U, they finished the season better. But hey, that game's gone. So after that. You got a game away at Crystal Palace and you're feeling pretty good. And often, as often, what happens is I know. you get beat. The demise, yeah. the demise, I think is uh, is a good way of putting it. That's it was... Leicester City, isn't it? That is us. You can beat Man United five three, but you can't go to Crystal Palace and win two 0 But that, I, th- I think that's indicative of the, the, the whole league and even divisions one and two. You'll get a great result against one of the big teams, but then you'll go away and. And, and lose against a, a, a sort of team that's a bit of a struggle. So um, and that was, the, I think that was probably the most disappointing mm. result, if not performance, of the season. I know Swansea was. Swan- yeah, we'll come to, Swan- come to Swansea in a minute. Yeah, it was pretty yeah, dire yeah. away, but on the back of the win against Man United, yeah. you'd have thought, come on, fellas. You'd be right ah, up in the sky. Yeah, no, and I, I think, possibly, from my point of view, that's probably the most disappointing defeat of the season. OK, you're going to October three games. Uh, Burnley at home, a draw, uh, two all. Then away to Newcastle and Swansea, you lose Newcastle 1-0. And Swansea, we talked about, they just didn't perform for, in that game at all, did they? No. Um, no so I, just I, a point think, from October. Yeah. That, that, that point should have been three, in, in a sense, because uh, Leicester City, of course, were 2-1 up, going into Burnley. the final few minutes of the game. And then Matty James bundled over uh, a Burnley player just outside the box, and Ross Wallace stepped up and... Mm-hmm. Well, on that one, uh, it would be interesting to get your thoughts on, on this, guys. But Kasper Schmeichel's position on that free kick, he was stood very far to the left-hand side of his goal, if you were looking at it from Ross Wallace's point of view, to his right-hand side, uh, yeah. very far onto the right-hand side. Should he have been standing that far away? He gave him... He, well, the wall's set up to, to um, guard the open part of the goal. Kasper's got to try and see the football. Um, so yeah, I think he was maybe jockeying for a position trying to see I think yes he did get caught 
just moving slightly to his right. All his momentum is going to his right, and he has to get back to his left. And he left himself far too much to do. So I think he'll agree, and I think he'll, he'll hold his hands up. He's an honest boy, and say, yeah, my, my starting position wasn't great, and the starting position for goalkeeper for all goalkeepers is vital. Oh, sorry, I was right behind that goal. Yeah, the I remember you talking to me about it at the time. <laughs> it wasn't just me. The whole of the family stand stood and went, they're going to score from this. You could just see it. And, and people around us were saying, because yeah. he did just, he took a step to the wrong side and there was a massive gap. And the, yeah, but the you're on, you're on, you're, we're apportioning blame to, to, to Casper. Matty James, that, that's where the problem started. You know, there, was, was, no need, there was no need to bundle him over. There was yeah. no need. Yeah. You know, so um, let's not be too hard on Casper. It felt like the stuffing got knocked out of us though that day. I think that was the day that yeah. that suddenly yeah you're, you're two went. Winning. It's always it's always hellish. You know you're winning it two feels like you lost minutes the game, ago. Didn't yeah, but the oh, thing yeah. yeah, but that's the thing as well that we've we learnt this season. Hmm. How to finish games off? How to see them off? How many times now do you see get the ball in the corner and have a little fanny yeah, around yeah, it, yeah. you know, and keep it and get a throw in? And even when the throw in comes. You we've learned. I think we've watched the, the other teams and said, "Well, look, take your time. There's no rush. No professional, you know, absolutely to to the nth degree. Whereas you know, running to get the ball and stuff like that and get on with the game. No, you're winning two one. You don't need another goal to win. Let's just keep what we've got. And I think we're far far better at that now. Yeah, and um, I don't remember too much about Newcastle. Remember, Swans have been disappointed. Well, Newcastle away. Yeah, oh, we, yeah. were, we were beat even before that game yeah, kicked off, yeah, yeah. certain people said. Wasn't that the game where it had to be postponed because of the... Uh, the scoreboard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, scoreboard fell off. That's right, but we'd, we'd already got beat. We'd, we were beat anyway. By one man and his screwdriver. Let's move on to November. Um, so looking through the stats there, four games played. Um, just picking up... Well, out of that, it's where it all started point. to go down and down. Yeah, yeah. So you've got three losses and a draw. The draw uh, home to Sunderland, uh, lost at home to Albion before that, away to Southampton, lost 2 0, and then the QPR away 3 2. So, and, that, and, and this kind of trend goes on, doesn't it, between November and December, where you kind of just look at November and December were horrendous. Yeah, it wasn't good, was it? Oh, they were horrendous. We couldn't buy a win. And. Uh, that, that I think that I think was the sort of start of the doubters really getting their you know getting their daggers out and saying Pearson out and all that kind of stuff, which yeah. he, which which he nearly did, didn't he? Well, yeah, we'll come to that in a minute. But just looking at that, you know, you got a point in November against Sunderland, and then you got the win on the twenty eighth of December away uh, at Hull. Away at Hull. Apart from that, ten games. Four one draw, yeah, yeah, not, not much. Ten, four points out of thirty, and that's when I think again people started to. But looking at that now, no, I never ever believed that we would go down. That's me. I'm the optimist. I still think I'm, that's that way. I'm a, I'm a footballer. That's the way I think. That's the way I would approach games. But looking at that now, looking back at that, you're thinking, you think, how did we do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, really. Yeah, how, know, how, how did we do it? Yeah. And, and it's I'm not a great great man for stats you know they, they have a point and never um, they, they have a, a place in football but you know looking at that now putting it into that context you think bloody hell how did we do that it, was, it, it makes it seem even more 
magnificent and even more mm. unforgettable, you know, when That's you look right. at that. Wasn't that the, uh, the, the, the time when Leicester City were playing that diamond midfield of four... Um, uh, and it just wasn't happening. I, I went to the Southampton away where we lost 2 0. Um, Chris Wood missed an absolute sitter from around yeah, just three yards there, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Shane Long came on and uh, completely ripped Bellied the defence t- to part. So, but I think that game was lost essentially in midfield because th- that diamond midfield just does not work in the Barclays Premier You need width, but you need players in the middle as well. And the diamond formation gave neither, really. Well, you'll know that. I'm not great on, on, on systems and stuff like that. Players win your games. Players you lose your games. Whether you play a diamond, whether you play a 4-3-3, 3-5-2, whatever you play, it's the players that get you the win or, or lose you the game. It's a whole thing. It's a yeah, whole but team. you talked about playing. We, we started by talking about the 3-5-2 and you, it was a system you thought they should play. Yeah. So it was a system that worked for them. It did eventually. It did eventually, yeah. But um, it took a wee while. So, uh, yeah, three-five-two was great. We played it well. It suited the players. The players bought into it. But it could, it could just as well go another way, John. Just because it was three-five-two didn't necessarily, you know, was the whole reason why we escaped. There's an, an awful lot of reasons. But um, diamond midfield, there is a place for it with two up front and your full backs allowed to go forward but um, it, it never quite worked what was the um, date that Pearson's job seemed to be on the line do I remember what date that was it must have been oh, it wasn't until yeah. end of it was a bit later on it must have been yeah. the end of, end of into 2015 February, yeah. February time wasn't it but let's, let's talk about January because obviously transfer window becomes open and stuff and yeah. uh, introduced a few uh, new signs there and the month of January three wins a draw and two losses. Uh, obviously, the FA Cup. Uh, uh, two of those games were wins in the FA Cup. Of well, so how do you look back on on that? Month? There's sort of like a mini revival there, if yeah. you like, isn't yeah. there? There's a wee bit of hope starts to come in there. We get a couple of wins, and uh, as you say, a couple of new faces were brought in as well. So um, maybe we can talk about them for a minute. I mean, Cramerich will, as fans, with the ten million pound price tag. I think. We were thinking, is he going to be the, the saviour for us? Is he going to come in and start banging in? I think I remember watching the, the video you put up online about yeah. the goals he scored previously. And I was thinking, wow, he's clearly what, what a, a, a good-looking striker. Good-looking, you, you thought well, he was good-looking. I mean, he has a good look. No, 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 the way he scored the goal, <laughs> like the look of him. No, well, yeah, yeah, perhaps, but the way he scored the goal, keep digging, John. I'm digging away. Keep digging. Which video was this, job? I thought the video was it. The video you put up of him scoring goals. Yes, he scored. I think he scored thirty goals in his season. Yeah, and he certainly looks like he's a finisher. Yeah, he is a good-looking boy. I think when he came, I think when he came. After a few games, I thought, nine million. I thought, I'm not too sure. He's no particularly quick. You know, you'd think he'd at least be fast hmm. as a striker. But as the, as the season's gone on, he is another one who's learned an awful lot about the Premiership. And I tell you what, he's got that great trick of looking as though he's going to hit it, dragging it across his body to his left foot, I'm going to hit it with my left foot. No, I'm not. I'm going to drag it back on my right foot. This time I'm going to hit it. No, I'm not. Back on his left foot. Defenders are all over the place. 
they didn't they didn't know him and he made a couple of defenders look stupid especially with his goal at Arsenal but um, I think the boy he'll grow into the listen, club though won't he? Nigel yeah. said to me at Burton Albion pre-season when Vard's played up front with David Nugent and they looked that was a me, great game I was they, at the game they as had, well. the two of them looked as though they played together for all their life hmm. and uh, I, met, I got with Nigel in the tunnel afterwards I says Vardy looks quite decent Nigel and he says wait and see just wait and see and I went alright and now he was right wait and see we we'll wait we we'll wait and we we'll see I think Cramerich is going to come really good for us I next think he season. will come I think, I think right. he's just sometimes they say about uh, European players coming into places like England yeah, a different yeah. country it takes them a while to settle in and you think really why but I think perhaps big culture shock and he's coming on his own in, in, in a sense the whole he? thing he's, he's yeah. come here yeah, as, the, as a the, 22 year old or whatever he is uh, by himself and, and all of a sudden he's playing against Arsenal away yeah. But he, well, by the way, my son's playing there today, early Emirates. Is he? Yeah, I just thought I'd throw that one. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I agree with you, Phil. I think the boy, if he's a quick learner, I think he'll fit in. I think he'll be someone who challenges David Nugent, challenges Ujua, challenges Jamie Vardy. If anybody can challenge him, <laughs> anybody can catch him. Exactly. I think he'd have to kick him in training to get a game. <laughs> But um, no, I, th- I think it's another. Sh- it's another buy. Nigel's is a bit shrewd. You yeah, know? but staying in the Premier League as Leicester have done is key to keeping players like that as well, isn't it? Because I believe there was a clause in his contract. Yeah, I was just there, yeah. thinking there was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if he, if Leicester City were to get relegated, then Leicester would sell him to Chelsea because I know Chelsea were Chelsea very interested in him, his yeah. services yeah. in January and when he came to us. Because isn't his agent his dad? I think his I agent think so. is, is his dad and he swayed the deal in, in a sense. There's been some great photos since we secured uh, the Premiership survival of uh, Kramerich and he seems like he's often in photos on Vasilevsky's uh, Instagram account <laughs> partying and, and they look like he looks like I don't know if uh, so, I don't know if Vaz has took him under his wing a little bit. Sort of thing, yeah. um, Do they speak the same language? No, I don't think so. Where's Kramerich? Where's he from? Croatia. Croatia. It's not yeah. far away, is no, it? it's not bad. Poland, Croatia. They all talk the same <laughs> over there, don't they? The but only disappointing thing for me is that on FIFA 15, you can't buy Kramerich because they don't go Croatian players. Is that right? Yeah, mm. I tried to buy From, from the Croatian league. I managed to get Huth. This is on my... On FIFA 15? Yeah. It's How a, old it's are you? Yeah, well, I still play it. <laughs> FIFA 15? Yeah, I've got it. Yeah. Shut I've got it. It's the first time I've ever got it when it came out because Leicester were in the Premier League. <laughs> FIFA fair, 15. To be fair, I did exactly the same about it. There you go, you see. Mind you, talking about FIFA. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, FIFA chat. Eh? Anyway, <laughs> bit, a bit of a mess. Or just say, it's a bit of a mess. A bit of a mess. A bit of a mess. Set bladder one. Okay. Even, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to I'm going to make a time note of that one. <laughs> <laughs> you're not taking that out. You, you, you can leave it here, but you get it. Yeah. Anyway, get all the gag out again. It'd be interesting Quick. to see. No, but on, on that <laughs> point, though, just on that point, it would be interesting to see what happens with the where they're going to put the World Cups now. Is that where they're going to change? What from they, Qatar from Qatar and, and so on yeah Qatar was it's Ben the, the place is Ben is bought votes in, in fact the whole it, thing is corrupt and Ben Qatar for goodness sake 
haven't even got towns. Russia and Qatar in those countries, it is illegal to be homosexual. So in a sense, how can you have a place who are homosexual? And how can you have a World Cup in a place like that? And in Qatar, no alcohol consumption either. Yeah, can you imagine if Scotland qualified? Hey, all them hairy ass jokes are getting over. Alan, you don't need to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not very nice is it that's not very nice I, I wouldn't talk to him for you anyway I, I, let's fully, get back. I fully expected it but I thought it would come for you <laughs> ok let's let's, let's, let's move why are you changing the subject let's, let's, uh, uh, let's I'm, I'm getting tired I'm getting tired <laughs> no no um, let's move on to February um, right. uh, just looking through the stats here three losses um, out of the FA Cup as well at Aston Villa which was disappointing actually I thought that they might yeah, uh, especially a, with a new manager on the verge I thought even a decent so performance in that game yeah, as well yeah. you know we're not one of our best but didn't get outplayed and yeah it's always it's, it's always a wee bit galling to to lose to Aston Villa for some reason we don't we don't really like that but um, we finished above you haha <laughs> um, it was disappointing, very disappointing. Well, we were talking about the Crystal Palace home game being one of these must-win games. Yeah, I remember there was that. two or three must-win games yeah, every like, week. Was a must-win game. Game. You see, you punters, you 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 civilians talk about must-win games. Every game is a must-win game. Every single one. You pointless putting that shirt on if you're not going out to win it. Yeah, but as a fan, you got to have something to hang on to like that. No, you? you've got no, to go it's there a believing it's, it's a win happen. every day, every game. We're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win. Right, we'll draw and we'll lose. But the next game, we're going to win. But we were looking at that one. Every game's a must-win game. If we lose and then, that, and then there's the old six-pointer. You get three points for a game. You don't get six points. You get three points. It's a six-pointer. Yeah, but it's an old journalistic thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's what but I'm saying. It goes back. Goes civilian. Back. <laughs> As journalists, John, what, what, what should we do? Well, well, I mean, but it's well, not. You're but, a journalist. But, no, the journalist hang, on, hang on a second. Right. The journalists don't invent it. The fans talk about it, yeah. and journalists talk to the fans, and journalists reflect what the fans talk about. So yes, they talk about six pointers because they see it that way. Because if they gain three points or lose three points. It's a six-pointer. It's not... not a six-pointer. It is. It's, right. it's, it's what the fans... The journalists reflect what the fans talk Don't about. Don't try and turn the fans against the Sinclair. Or no, I'm not trying to. I'm just saying that's where that comes from. And it'll be a conflict here. I know where it comes from. Yeah, but, but, you, say, but you, can't, you can't say it's not... You can't do it. No, but every game's a must-win game, John. Yes, I'm not saying it's not. Right. But I'm saying you get to a point in the season... Where you see it as no, a six-pointer, no, no, and you, that's why you get we saw that game. When you, when you see this is a must-win game, well, ding, ding, but ding. it feels like <laughs> that in your heart, doesn't it? Back me up here, Phil. It feels like it. You're not sitting there. Am I? No, well, I agree. I, that's what I say. Palace game. That was a must-win game. It just seems from a fan's a point of view, game. exactly. But I see you're saying from a player's point it of view. It was a game, but from the fans, expected to win. Well, I'm yeah, but we thought we must win it if we yeah. want to stay up. The word expected, I'm not sure. It was a game about. we expected to win. Yeah, probably right. You've already said yeah. it earlier yeah, on in the conversation. I did, actually, yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. And we right. didn't. Move on. We okay. didn't win it. Anyway. Move on. That, that, no, we lost. We lost. We lost, that's what I mean. In February, right. it felt like, oh, God, when is this... Are we going to do it? Yeah, oh, is it going to get another win? When four, is it going to happen? Four games in February. Lost Arsenal 2-1 after that. 
But no, it's a decent going, performance. You're going to Arsenal and think, if we get something out of this, it's bonus here. Yeah, Kamenic scored, didn't he? The, the game, I think, Alan, we talked about it back in um, February, where you used words like sparks of revival or something, was Everton. Yeah. Where we sort of sadly lost, didn't lose, we drew to all. Aye. But you said, you remember you saying to me that there were some sparks there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I thought there were some great performances there. David Nugent scoring against his, well, his boyhood club, wasn't it? Um, and you could just see the way that they never gave up. They never ever gave away. Players don't. Well, I say players don't. QPR gave up big style. But um, our, our lads on that day, I think they were sort of saying to, to, to one another, you know, stick a, stick a couple of fingers up at the doubters and let's go and beat these. You know, we took a massive, massive support to Everton as well. And I think we were. I think the spark was we were so disappointed. To, to draw the game in the manner that we did mm. and I think that was what sort of made them puff their chests out you know and pull their shoulders back and I think after that where did we get where, where did we play after that John? Well we went into, after Evan. into March uh, well we had Man City and lost 2-0 away Right them. and there's another one Played well there apparently. What about that the penalty? The, beginning the of March, two penalties yeah. that should have been given Yeah Awful decisions by the referee you know and, and, and they, they were at vital times in the game I'm not going to start going on about officials as well because I might be working for the Football Association quite soon. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. As a coach mentor, first well, thing I'll do is change the offside law. Anyway. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's just see off March because after that there was a, a nil nil draw at home to Hull. Yeah. And then the. Uh, that was a disappointing Away game, loss at uh, Spurs 4 3. Yeah. Hull, another must win game. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was another three you, points that we've got to get. It was yeah, a, it was, yeah, yeah. A must win game, man. Another six pointer. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you lot aren't laughing at these three Joskins. <laughs> I'm sure Dear they're me. not. I'm, I'm sure they're on your side. No, but uh, the four three at Spurs. Yeah, was was. Um, how did we lose that? Was yeah, that no. was that a penalty? No, never in a million years. The David Nugent incident, you know, Danny no. Rose has come in and uh, he's caught David. And David Nugent, I think, has gone to clear the ball with all sort of clear and honest. He and dwelt intent. on the ball. David mm. just dwelt on the ball just for a second, and I think Cardinal sin he committed was to turn towards his own goal. He should have turned away. He should yeah. always, as a defender, turn away from goal, and I think that was the mistake that he made. Just a wee bit hesitant and turned the wrong way. And got caught. But Danny Rose threw himself. He had to get 6.5 for me for diving. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we didn't... I don't think we were terribly unlucky up until that point in the whole season. But it did feel like things just didn't quite go our way at Liverpool in that two-all-away draw. Yeah, the, the, another the one. The ref gave two penalties, didn't he? One where's Morgan? Where's Morgan? It hit him in the face on the floor. And you're sort of like, oh, do we, you know, really? I know, really? I know. Is this the, you it's know? Just it's just not going to be our Everything is conspiring against okay, us. Okay, a question. You get to the end of March. Have you been listening to us? Yeah, I am, but I'm, I'm changing the subject. Right. You get to the end of March. Right. You're, you're bottom of the league. You've just lost disappointingly at Spurs. It's the beginning of April. Start the new financial year. For want to do a better thing. So, what suddenly happens to start? What is the most incredible run of games that we've ever in, seen in Premier League history? Yeah, I think getting that first win 
And I think the players might. I don't, I'm not going to say that players sort of say, right, okay, we'll, we'll accept the situation as it is. But maybe in a strange way that relaxed them a wee bit. And maybe Nigel gave them a wee bit more scope to go and play, to go and attack, to go and win the game. I'm saying that's a possibility. OK, I want to talk about a few players now because we've got to talk about Mr Cambiasso. Obviously, he's still sitting here hoping that he comes back next year. We'll he's magic, see. you know. We'll, wait to see on that. But he has been... I said he's magic. He you is know. magic, no, yeah. No, no. OK. Is that your only... No, no, I was just wondering whether he knew <laughs> no, that. No, no, Because <laughs> you just glossed over it. You just totally ignored my statement there. I didn't gloss over it. You I did. did. <laughs> you made your statement and it lives and breathes. It's still there. Right. The statement still exists. Right. But I wanted to talk about a few players now. Mm-hmm. But Cambiasso... Yeah, I mean, I think he, he it, it it took him a while to bed in. It looked like that because early part of the season, it was sort of from the terraces. It sort of looked like you know, where's fitness? Yeah, right. where where is this fantastic player? Okay. But then the Everton game, where we're saying Adam was saying sparks of revival. It, I think that's when he started. It's like he grasped grasped people round by the neck a little bit, and the game. It seemed like he'd got his fitness back by then. And he he would got starting to take command. I think his his his, his fitness definitely was an issue when he first came here. I watched him um, going forward, getting in the penalty area, then struggling to get back. Uh, but now he's in the penalty area quite often and scoring a couple of goals. I think his performances, as they improved, gave him in his head the that he thought right. I can get in about these guys now. I can get in their ear. I can fist pump them. I can, you know, give them a right bullocking, praise them, pat them on the back, everything. I can take charge now because I'm performing now. You know, I don't... And, and he proved everybody, proved it to everybody, the, the world-class player that I think he still is. He's an amazing player. Mm. And my son Kyle, the mad Liverpool supporter, he said, Dad, we would take Cambiasso in a minute. That's how highly he rated him. And, and everybody's talking about tying him down to a new contract, which is absolutely vital for me. But who else might offer him a contract? I think, I think Other premiership me. clubs. He could play for Chelsea. Yeah. Quite easily. He could play for Do Arsenal. you think he just want to stay at Leicester given what's happened? I then? don't know. That's, I don't the, that's know. the key question. The, the, joy, the joy that he showed after every win. Exactly. Never mind just yeah. the last game. It seems like he belonged there in a way. Oh, the, and the crowd have taken to him so much. He, he must love that. But I think he's had that all his career because he's been such a great player. Do you, do you think, he, would you want him to stay? In a sense of... In, would in, I want him to stay? I, I, know, I know obviously what you're going to say, but in terms of a sentimental point of view... This, Can it, get any this, better? it can't get any better can't than, than that final bow at the cop. Yeah, when he bowed, I was better. like, "No, no, that's about for a I think, I think, no, that's, that's not, I think, that's I think, I think that's journalists. I think that's journalists making bow. too much of that. Well, I think, yeah, absolutely. Bow, I think, I think well, what's I, happened there is it's a bow. I've scored a goal. Thank you very much for your applause. And then journalists start to read things into it. Uh, but uh, bit, from, when we were watching it from the again from the terraces, no. Well, never in a million we, years. We loved it when he did it, but we went. Oh, it's not. That's, it's like yeah, it's like it's, was, like it's like a ta-ra! Look at me! <laughs> what a goal! Yeah, I think that's uh, what it was. It wasn't. Cheerio, everybody! 
no, because obviously a, a lot of a lot of uh, South American players, you know, they, they go back, they go back to their uh, their home sort of countries. They, they might think, you know, I haven't seen a flare in a while. Let's let's, let's go back to uh, Argentina or something. But I think he's possibly know, been in Europe for too long for that now. Do you think? I wouldn't have thought he'd go back. I don't know if he'd fancy. So I'm surprised somebody like LA Galaxy or. New York Red Bull I'm surprised somebody from America's not coming well, so well, well, wait, so you know, the Atari Premiership's reputedly the best league in the world yep. and I think there might be a few managers just sort of saying I wonder if we can get Cambia but, but hasn't un, un, unless a team su- such as Chelsea Manchester United Manchester City some a team that are going to be challenging for the title next season come in for him he's completed the, the Premiership he's completed his goal to keep uh, Leicester City in that league and uh, like I said unless one of those top clubs sort of come in for him what, uh, and he wins the league which is in, in yeah. all fairness does he, un- does he want to maybe win he the Premiership helping Leicester to add, do better next season to add we'll come on to that in a minute um, maybe he wants to add that Premiership title mm. so to could, what do, he's already achieved so does he think he can do it with Leicester City or is there maybe another Premiership club might come in? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think he could do it with Leicester City right now. If if he was twenty four, then maybe because you've got the, you've got ten years, ten sort of ten eleven years of him. Then what's the age got to do with it? Well, how many times do you see a Barclays Premier League uh, winner who's at the age of sort of forty two? Well, he's not forty two. But by the time Leicester City win the league, he might he might be. He won't, be, he won't be playing when he's 42 exactly so this is what I'm saying he hasn't really got a good chance of winning the Barclays Premier he's League with Leicester City he's probably got season is what Owen's trying to say I think, he's got, I think he's got two seasons at least maybe but in, in those two seasons the, the, the realistically plays, realistically are Leicester City going to win the league in the next two seasons quite possibly well we'll wait and see what happens with Cambiasso let's hope he stays for next sign season him. Can I, sign yeah, him can I just now. say about Cambiasso yeah possibly I'm going to say he's Probably the best player ever to wear a Leicester shirt. Apart from Alan Young, of course. Apart from Youngie, of course. Different positions, but I'm talking about that. <laughs> o- yeah. Overall technical Overall ability. Overall technical Such ability. A condesc- technical ability. You know, hey, nothing wrong with my technique, son. Let me okay, tell yeah. you. No, but yeah, I'm I, trying I, to think. I, I know what you're I wasn't any bad at football Alan. either. Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> Alan, I was going to say, he reminded Easy. me when I was. Eddie Kelly. Eddie Kelly. Yeah. Because Eddie Kelly came in and had a, had a couple of seasons yeah. for Leicester where he stroked it around. He, Eddie took and, charge and took charge Eddie took charge yeah. Eddie kicked your backside that word in your ear half time used to go crazy uh, but he used to stick his foot in yeah. you know and, and say come on fellas and Eddie was a huge part of our success and one of the reasons why we actually got relegated I think we let Eddie go to Notts County but anyway I would say Cambiasso is a better player than Eddie a, a similar type player but I, I, I just think some some of the passes that he made or makes, you, you you sort of. I want to see an action replay of that straight away. How did he do that? He, he did the, one the one against Joa. The one against Joa. He's yeah. going to the left oh. touchline and he sort of hooks you over his shoulder. Now Joa's in the ball's going, thanks very much. He made a right cock up. Yeah, like <laughs> if only he could control right, it, it would you know, have been awesome. Control hit. But what a pass. We we leapt up when he did that pass. Literally oh, made you jump out but, of the seat. But, but you yeah. look at the ones, like, the little ones, the little dinks with outside his yeah. foot. And the little, like, one, two, ratatata, and the little ten-yard square. He's brought that to the players. He's bought, he said, look, even though we've not got time and space, we can still play. We can still do the pass, 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 pass. Out we come and keep possession. That's comfy him. Absolutely. Okay. And, you know, the fact that he's still doing the same job now he was at Inter Milan sort of five years ago 
Yes. He's a credit. Um, to, he's a massive coup for Leicester City, really. He's good. Okay, got, we've to, got his say now. Gonna have to move on. Move we've on. got his say now. Right, he's before, magic, John. Before we talk about the eight, <laughs> did you know that? Play running, he's absolutely magic. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the manager, Nigel Pearson. Um, uh, the day when Sack him. the day when they talk, he'd been sacked. Uh, you know, reporters on TV going, "Yeah, we've heard this." Yeah. Yeah, that changing. Not just we've, on we've TV. Had the, we've had the you know the fan incident where he told them what to do, and then we've had the ostrich in the yeah. press conference interview. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and we've had James MacArthur. Yeah, James MacArthur. Yeah, that as well. And I was talking to Phil earlier just about kind of how Nigel might have learned a bit during the season himself about uh, you know the, the media and its workings and so on and how he is. I think. How, how do you look back on all that now? I mean, uh, obviously the. The sacking incident. Do we think that was a disagreement on the board level, and that that was what was talked about afterwards? When I heard that, that they were going to get rid of him, I thought that's the worst thing we can do. Yeah. At this stage of the season. That was the only reason. That was the only time that I thought I feared for Leicester City's Barclays Premier League safety. The only worst, time. The worst I thing we for could it. have done. Yeah. I, I think if we had, if that hadn't been revoked, we could have, we would have got relegated. I'll go as far as to say that. Yeah. I think Nigel has such an influence on the team. Eventually, yes, he'll have learned. He'll admit he'll hold his hands up and tell you that he's learned, and he'll sit down and talk to you about it. If you're a bit more respectful to him, I think some of the, the questions and some of the accusations made by journalists have been outrageous, absolutely outrageous. The man fights back, wouldn't you? If somebody's having a go at me or my family or my team. I would fight back, but him, him the, getting the limelight in the way he did. Do you think it took it? It, it almost, you know, protected the players in some Takes way. Takes it away for the players. Yeah, Jock and, Wallace and then, was great at that. And in a way, that was a good thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Jock, Jock Wallace took he took the blame for every defeat, but the players took the praise for every win. Yeah, or or good performance. And that's the way he worked. Nigel works in slightly different ways. Um, but a lot of people misunderstand him. And he's, he's just being himself. It's just him being him. Yeah. You know, the ostrich thing. Did the guy have his head in the stand? Probably. And then... Uh, it was going on the Birch he, Run that they had a, an ostrich running around and stuff yeah. like that. But, but that's the press making, yeah. making, keeping it going, they keep it going, yeah. keep it going, keep it going. Lineker on Match of the Day, he had a pop at him as well. And he said that, and he tweeted about him as well, something about... You know, I don't always understand him or something like that, but he said something, but I quite like the guy. I heard he he made, Nigel Pearson made the players Ollie Ostrich before the Newcastle game. <laughs> so pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he's obviously run with the whole yeah, thing I and turned he, it into the part of the team's I think he, I think he said that you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be allowed to eat meat like that before a game. Well, it might have been the day before or something. Yeah. But He'll take him out for an Ostrich burger. Yeah. yeah. Have you had one? No, never had an ostrich burger. It's wonderful. It really is, really tasty. They should switch the pucker pies out at half time. Yeah, ostrich, ostrich burgers. Okay, I was, I was going to say about him as a manager. I, I'd say, yeah. is he, there's people like Brian Clough, who I, I think is one of the best managers ever, even though I'm a Leicester fan. I think oh, yeah, definitely. I definitely agree there's with that. There's Ferguson. And there's people like Jock Wallace yeah. and Martin O'Neill. Yeah. It's, it's Pearson. I, 12 months ago, I wouldn't have ever classed Pearson in the same sort of maverick sort of class as those managers, but he's quite quickly turning into that type of into man. that. Yeah. Perhaps you're right, yeah. What do you think? 
He's making news, isn't he? Well, I think the MacArthur incident on the touchline was sort of like a bit of banter and a bit of fun. Yeah. But then when MacArthur reacted in the way he did, the, the, the fun and the laughter went away. And then it was Nigel accused of putting his strangling yeah, player. Yeah, it was crazy. It was stupid. Yeah. I won't for one minute condone what he said to the supporter. No. The, the F off thing and, and die apparently. Yeah. I think that's terribly, terribly wrong. Or an off that. And I think when he said it, he must have. Well, he apologised later. Yeah, but he, yeah. he must have. He's under pressure. Yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. But we've yeah. all said things. Yeah, but that, that's, that's but a I, wee bit. Yeah. That's a wee bit. That's a, a wee bit, bit serious. That. Yeah. That's a wee bit too much. That. Yeah. But he'll learn that's from that. that. He'll learn from yeah, that. Yeah, he, he won't do that again. Okay, April. Start of the new financial year, we're all thinking, oh, what's going to happen now? And look what happens. Win, 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 win. Okay, you lose at Chelsea, it's a rearranged game. Let's yeah. forget that. Yeah. But you beat West Ham, you beat Albion, you beat Swansea, you beat Burnley. What's know, going on? I know, was, How did it happen? So boring, wasn't it? It was so boring. Oh, unbelievable. So boring. It was nice it, to see that I think it started when Andy King popped in with the winner against West Ham. Yeah. It, if you were ever going to ignite a fire, a revival... What better way than a local lad who's played for us from League One come up with the Wasn't he making his 200th appearance or something as well? I think I think the uh, the game against Chelsea was his uh, 300th appearance. 300th, for the yeah. 300th, but yeah. when he when he popped in, it was a, a pretty pokey goal. But just as it was from the free kick. Three points. From the free kick. Yeah. Yeah. I, said to my, I said to Kyle at the side of me, can be asshole hit, keeper fumbles, Andy King side foot. No. Did honestly, you really? Honestly, honestly did. And that's what happened. You tell my fortune. No, I didn't. I, didn't. I said Maris. <laughs> said Maris. Well, Maris. Oh, oh, oh. It can't be asshole took it. Okay. And keeper parried Andy King's side. Yeah. Looks to the side, see if he's onside, and away he goes. But the the fans went absolutely mental when that one. It felt like something had just happened. Didn't he score the next game as well? Well, West Brom away, 1-3-2, came from behind him. It was in the next home game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Swansea game. Yeah, against Swansea. So Andy came back and... I think he's got two or three goals which got us wins never yeah. mind you know just a, a point or whatever but then he got a wee bit of an injury again didn't he yeah it's a shame that really he's unlucky but then you go to Burnley and I think we must mention Matty yeah. James as well we did earlier oh yeah yeah. and that um, we we'll hope he gets well soon because yeah. I think Matty's had a great season as well yeah he's talking, talking about Christmas time it's, a, it's an awful injury we might not yeah. see him next season I thought the ref I, thought I, thought I remember saying to my son as well on that day the referee's out of order here, letting the game go on, because you could tell, if you're a football person, mm. you can tell there's something seriously wrong with the lad, something really, really serious, because he is not moving. He went down, didn't he move. He is not moving a muscle, an inch, he cannot move, he didn't move, and the referee... Because it's this rule, it's only you only stop the game for head injuries. But when someone shut does up. when someone does the ACL, that that is that oh, is serious. It's horrible. That, that brings you on to bloody referees again. Let's not go there. Okay, let's go West Bromwich Albion away. Yeah, win three two. Wonderful. Jamie Vardy. Jamie, Jamie Vardy. Vardy. Left foot. Yeah. You swing From it halfway line. How many times goal. have I shouted? Hit it! Hit it! And he drags it back on his right foot and loses possession. But Jamie Vardy has probably been one of the players who have learned most about the Premiership. He has come on leaps and bounds and obviously getting picked for England, for the England squad. Yeah. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Is he the sort of player that England need? 
Well, I, I listened to Roy Hodgson with we, 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 um, we interest. Um, and when he said he is the type of player, or the type of player who makes and can make runs, yeah. fast runs behind defenders, is all worth, always worth watching. And he said he watched him up at Fleetwood. And I remember I seen a goal on the television where he went past the defender, caught right hand corner of the penalty area, and he bent it with the outside of his right foot into the far corner. And I thought, if I didn't know Jamie Vardy now, I'd have thought, I'll buy him just on that goal. Just yeah, on what yeah, he's yeah. done. Yeah. I'll, have a, I'll have a go there. So we all hope that, well, I was hoping at the end of the season. I, I, I Personally, I don't think I would have picked him for the QPR game in case he got injured. There were some photos on uh, on the internet the other day of Jamie Vardy playing at Corn Football Club just up the road from where we are now in 2007. Yeah. I think he was being paid 30 quid yeah. a week. Yeah. Just not a bad few years Know, for somebody to come from like that a bit of Roy of the Rovers absolutely Roy of the Rovers but an inspiration you would think to every non-league player who probably there's lots of players Alan there must be lots of players who, who think God I, I could probably cut my mustard in the championship or the premiership mm, yeah. given half a chance yeah there is they don't get much of a chance now no there is there, there are players out there who, who could who, do it who could English play English players yes, Scottish players play. Welsh players absolutely there are players out there yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lesson to Premier League clubs that they don't have they to just go not to Spain to look and, in those places no. though. and they another tend. one as well Charlie Austin this season I, mean, I think he's got a non-league roots as well and he scored 18 goals in the Barclays Premier League this season so, so you can go by to um, Ricky Lambert Ian Wright as well 26-27 before he came yeah, on the scene what happens you know? Alan Smith for Leicester as well was. ok let's, let's get uh, back he's a lucky boy him Alan Smith now I have to say I was a bit I'm worried saying he's a lucky boy him you've got to see why why? <laughs> because I left the club. Oh right. That's what. Gave that's him, how he, he gave could, him his chance. That's oh, how yeah, he got yeah, in the course. team. You see. That's right. Because I left. Try if I hadn't left, he'd have been stuck in the reserves. I'm trying. He'd been playing for Fleetwood Town. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Swansea at home, two 0 win. Good win. The, and the, yeah, a good win it was. I think the fans would have enjoyed that. I thought it was know. an easy win. I thought Swansea were poor yeah, that day. Yeah, they were. Top ten Swansea in the end. Yeah, they were. poor that day. I think their manager admitted that as well. And the game, I think that everybody was kind of like looking as a, a big game, was a Burnley away game, wasn't it really? It was a, a right back. It's a must win must game. Win game. Thanks, yeah, Alan. Yeah. No, I didn't it's say that. Point. You said it. I didn't it's say it. Point I didn't say it. But must win. No, I Alan, didn't say that. We get six points if we must win. <laughs> no, but I didn't say that. But it was kind of like you know a, a big game for both sides. <laughs> six points. You're doing your best. I'm not, I'm not saying it. I, I never said it. Not to see it. It was a twelve point. It was a. It was a. It was a fantastic result. It was. It was a bizarre circumstances. I'd I'd set off for a draw. Yeah. I think I predicted a draw in that game, but um, you know, penalty one end. Paul Konchesky dreaming on the ball again, but and then you go up the other end, and it's a goal. Yeah. A bit like last year's game at Burnley, it was a pivotal game, I think. Yeah. Oh, pivotal. pivotal. Six. Pivotal six pointer. Must win pivotal game. <laughs> Brilliant. But no, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, last season, Woody would hit that one and then sort of half volley, volley. Yeah. Beautiful goal. Great ball from Anthony Jockert, by the way. And, uh, and we wish Anthony well as well. But um, yeah, good win last season. 
But an even greater win this season. Yeah, um, rearranged game against Chelsea, uh, lost three one. But like, and so, I, well, so I, 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 I think we can be excused for that. Yeah, on, so. on on many uh, different levels because. Okay, we scored while like Rob Hood got injured and Kane got injured within the space of ten minutes, right? And we had to quickly try and rearrange. And okay, we scored and we're one 0 up at half time. Second half, they've come out and scored straight away. Now, if Big Rob had been in the in the back three or what what it was at that time, it was a back three. I don't think Chelsea would have got that goal so quickly. They may have got one later on in the game, but who knows? But another thing about that game is that when you have to use your two subs like that, you've got 45, 50 minutes. You've only got one change you can make. You've only got one sub left. So, you know, to try and change a game with one player is, is a wee bit difficult. So I, yeah, I think you've got to have a bit of sympathy with Nigel and then losing two players. I think we're unlucky now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I watched John Terry quite a lot. And... I've never been a great fan of his. What a player. He's what played, he's played every player. single minute in he's every unbe- single Chelsea he's, he's, game he's, this uh, season. His anticipation, he made the game look easy, his calmness, everything like that. I never I never really thought he was such a good player. What a good player. He should still be in England's team. What a good, good player. Yeah, yeah. And also I noticed as he came off the pitch, sorry, as he came off the pitch, you could see him mouthing as he's congratulating Leicester City supporters, putting his arm around Leicester City players, putting his arm around his shoulder, and you can see him saying, "You know, you made that, that was tough. Yeah, that was hard. Great work. game, pal. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I thought we didn't disgrace ourselves. I remember saying before the game, it's the kind of game that you can maybe lose two, three, four now, because Chelsea for me were exceptional, a sex, exceptional team. You know, nobody touches them in the Premiership for me." Um, but except us next season. Um, <laughs> but you know, to 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 get that accolade from from uh, John Terry, that's good. You know, to to say the players well done, lads. You know, I think Mourinho and Wenger as well. Both of them said after the games yeah. that Leicester won't go down. They yeah. were very complimentary. Both managers. Well, we're into May, and um, well, Newcastle. I actually thought they were going to get relegated, to be honest. Me too. Worst team um, I've seen this But season. it was, they were simply well, awful. Of simply awful. Queen's Bar Yeah, simply well, awful. they were gone, weren't they? I think they, they Newcastle gone. United take a kick-off. They take the kick-off. Yeah, and I know. 27 seconds later, we've scored. <laughs> it's crazy, That's yeah. bad. That's bad. They were awful. a mess. The whole club looked a mess. Their fans were chanting yeah. against the... They've been in the right right for a while, haven't they? Didn't, weren't cheering I felt sorry for Alan Shearer, to be honest. Why? A little bit. Why? Only a little bit. Why? <laughs> well, because obviously a big Newcastle fan. And, you know, he's on match of the day having to watch Newcastle oh, perform. Oh, poor Alan. Um, yeah. Oh. I felt a bit sorry for him. Oh, so did I. As <laughs> if. As if. Anyway, good three points. Great uh, three for points. Leicester. Three nil as well. That, that wasn't a six-pointer, though. Yeah, no, it no. wasn't. No. Uh, Southampton. I was a bit worried about the Southampton game because they've had a great season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Southampton was a was a challenge. It was, but they weren't as good as I thought they were. No, or well, they didn't play no. on the day. They as didn't. I did they? they weren't no. as good as I thought. But that you've got maybe credit. Well, I think. Yeah, we were maybe. Playing, we were up to full steam by then. Oh. And I think we're, that if we play like that next season, we, we'll be taking the Newcastle's and Southamptons on. And I, I, them. I honestly think we're up to speed. And, and coming to next season now, I honestly think yeah. 
That's why I thought the QPR game, the last game of the season, was was very, 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 very important that we won it. Yeah. You know, we didn't even go out like a damp squib. We, we, we won it. Won it well. Won it five. Five, what time is it? Five past QPR. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and that was important. Because now, we go away for the game. We go on our holidays. We come back. And we still got that feeling. Yeah. All the games we Bright won. atmosphere and, and all that. Yeah. There, you come in, you're bouncing. You're, you're, you're full of energy. You can't wait for the fixtures to come out and get Liverpool at home, Man United away, Man City home, Chelsea away in the first four games of the season. Wonderful. Because we know, we know now what we have to do in the Premiership to be successful and to do well. Uh, Sunderland is what clinched it, of course. Um, a well a nil-nil draw. It was an awful um, game, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but it didn't matter, did it? Matter. It was all about the, the getting a point, wasn't it? And yeah, both teams. And, yeah, I'm kind of pleased that Sunderland have stayed up as well, actually. Aye, aye. And I'm kind of pleased that Newcastle United have stayed up as well. Because they're, they're massive clubs. Hull yeah, City. Yeah. I mean, they want to change their names to Tigers and all that nonsense. Yeah, know? that's right. Brucey must be getting fed up with that. But the two... Newcastle and Sunderland, massive tradition, you know, great stadiums. Yeah, I, I, I think I would rather go there than Hull. Hull was surprising in a way because with about six weeks to go, they looked fairly steady and fairly safe, I thought. Mm. Yeah, but even even, driven down. even the even the shirts are shite, aren't they? They're awful. <laughs> <laughs> aren't they? And it's, oh, yeah, they're yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and we finished on, a, on, as you say, on a high with a 5 win over... over relegated QPR yeah. but as you say that uh, that's a nice feeling to it well we, on, we're it? still sat here uh, well, we're, we're still the, feeling it yeah. well we, we, you, we you're certainly still are feeling that, that one Alan that one wasn't a six pointer because obviously yeah, yeah. I know yeah, no, it, was, it wasn't a must win game either no <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, but, it wasn't even pivotal was it Phil? no absolutely but, not but it now was just party time but, but then you're looking at the table and you can't quite believe you know 41 points 14th place after 38 games it's just well, I said at the start of the season we were finishing the top half. You weren't far off. Weren't far away. Weren't far weren't away. Far and I'm saying about next season, we will be knocking on Europe's door. Well, I hope you're right. It was just simply the greatest escape. Yeah, it was. was. We were there. So I thank you, Mr. Young. It's always a pleasure to work with you, John. <laughs> you know that. And, and let's hope we do it again sometime. Yeah, that, that's right. So that's right. We certainly right. will be. Well, look out in the summer for signings. Hope well, maybe, comes maybe, back and stuff like maybe that. Maybe can we get a supporter in? Yeah, you maybe. Know, we'll have yeah. a chat and yeah, a couple yeah. of supporters in. And see what they, I'm they sure we can do. do more of these. I'm sure we can do. Well, obviously. So watch your space, everybody. Yeah. Because you know you your might feedback come is welcome. Us and uh, we hope you enjoy watching this wee film. So thank so, <laughs> so thank you very much for from everyone here at the 100. percent LCFC team this has truly been the greatest escape away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com 
And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.